Among our lesbian and gay community members, only some of them wish to get married, but all of them work. This makes the recent Supreme Court decision regarding workplace retention of LGBTQ persons probably the most important in their community history. Greetings again. I'm Adam Morgan. To gain some perspective on the court decision, along with recognizing Pride Month, our guest is the Director of Development and Communications at the Center on Colfax, Mr. Joe Foster. It's really all just the Rainbow Alley Youth Program. Uh, it's we. Yeah. It's, we have a drop-in center in our center, which is, you know, obviously closed to the public right now due to COVID. But so what we do there, it's just really a safe space for all LGBTQ youth to come to. We provide uh, counseling in partnership with Rocky Mountain Mile High Behavioral Health. And uh, so it's, it's a, a way for students to feel like they can be themselves because, you know, as, you, as I mentioned earlier, even with the Supreme Court ruling, uh, there are still people out there who, uh, look at us differently or treat us, you know, badly. And, uh, you know, being a kid isn't easy. You know, I was a gay kid once, so I can speak to that for sure, that it's definitely difficult to be gay in an area where people aren't accepting. So this is, I, I mean, I wish I had something like this when I was a kid. Uh, it, it just didn't happen. But it's an area where kids just can be themselves. They perform drag shows. They have other talks and programs. We do something called Summer Academy every year where they go yeah. to different um businesses around Denver uh, to, you know, learn about what the LGBTQ employees there, whether it be the zoo, the museums, or, you know, even a bank, uh, just to kind of show, like, you know, even though you're LGBTQ, you can you can definitely still be anything you want to be when you grow up. And that right. culminates with a camping trip at the end of the week. And um, unfortunately, that's going um, virtual this year, but we have a lot of great speakers who are signed up to participate, and it's been really helpful to our youth to be able to still have that, that place to come to. Uh, right now, they do all of their programming on a service called Discord, which is kind of a chat room mm-hmm. for them to uh, participate in, and it's moderated by our staff to make sure uh, nothing crazy is going on in there, um, to make sure it remains a safe space outside of the four walls of the center. Um, with everything else that's going on regarding youth, you know, with guns, safety, and that kind of thing, uh, when they had the youth march a couple of year, about a year, year or so ago, are you all seeing an increase in use of Rainbow Alley because of the the extra pressures that I guess all youth happen happen to be under, especially gay youth? Uh, you see an increase in the numbers of people using the services there or spending more time for for just support. Well, I think there's been, if anything, it's been very steady in terms of the uh, youth that have come in because eventually you do you do graduate out of. Uh, Rainbow Alley at the age of 21. So, and so the membership has been pretty steady as people age in and age out of it. Uh, we definitely have seen an increase in the mental health services that are needed by the, um, by the youth. Uh, we do have most times during the school year a waiting list, uh, to get people, to get student youth here for counseling because, you know, we're all, we're only as big as we can be. And, you know, we service a lot of Colorado, a lot of our community, mem- community members sometimes will travel an hour to three hours to get to our center to use our services. And wow. the youth are no exception. So it really is important to us to be in a safe space. But it definitely, with you know, with the anxiety of what's going on in the world, I think we definitely see an increase in the need for our services, and I don't think that's going to stop anytime soon. Mm-hmm. You have another uh, outreach called Range Consulting. And I guess it helps companies to uh, to better position themselves or, or how to... Uh, 
better manage, you know, all employees there, and especially LGBTQ uh, uh, employees. They're probably going to get a lot more uh, uh, interest uh, with the Supreme Court decision so they get implemented correctly. Yeah, for sure. This the range consulting is one of one of the uh, big programs here where companies hire us to come in and teach them to be better LGBTQ allies. And it's not just teaching the management to do so; it's bringing everyone in the conversation and saying, "This is how you be a better ally. This is you know how to properly address people um, with their preferred pronouns, whatever it is." And I think it's going to be. You're right. I think it's something that's going to be needed even more than ever because people just need to understand you know, what this ruling means for them and how they really need to uh, overall pay attention to what's going on around them and how they be better coworkers and, and, you know, not just better coworkers, but better people. I, you know, hopefully they'll take, they are still treating people with respect after this training outside the, inside the office. But, you know, range consulting has been very helpful to the companies we serve because we, we get calls from anyone from, you know, uh, like I said earlier, like museums who call us to do it um, to big banks to, major corporations, law firms who really want this training to, you know, you know, be there for their LGBTQ employees, which I think is a testament to corporations kind of leading the way uh, with being respectful of people. And hopefully, like I said earlier, Congress ain't off the hook, so hopefully they'll pay attention to this and uh, we'll look at it and see that's necessary for these laws to be passed. So if a company needs to contact you to uh – to become connected with Range Consulting, your recommendation for them just to go to the website, or is there a separate number that they ought to call? Yeah, just go to right to our website, lgbtqcolorado.org, or our Facebook pages, you know, message us, and our, our Range Consultant, uh, his name is Johnny, will be in touch with you to uh, get that started. We're ha- and we, there's no place in Colorado we won't go to uh, within reason, <laughs> so uh, just, you know, that's, we're definitely happy to do so, and we are offering that program virtually to those who uh, need it as well uh, until we are able to be gathered again in spaces in person. Tell us about your outreach, uh, Communities Against Hate, that you uh, partner up with uh, with ADL, the uh, Anti-Defamation League, I think I think uh, Lawyers Committee on Civil Rights, the Leadership Conference. Um, how is that going? Because there's a... Unfortunately, we thought a lot of the hate was going down, and a lot of it is recurring again. Our participation in that, we we definitely partner with everyone and participate in these meetings on how we can respond to acts of violence or hate against uh, all the communities. We, it's pretty much bringing all of us together. So, you know, hate crimes have increased in the past four years, uh, not just around the country, but in Colorado, you know, in Denver, even, uh, which is seen as a very progressive area. Uh, no one is immune to these crimes that happen against LGBTQ people. So, you know, it's our job and the coalition that we're part of, uh, the Rocky Mountain States Against Hate, um, is really beneficial to make sure that we're on the same page and that we're showing a united front. So we're very proud to be a part of that. Uh, you know, the, that's, that's one of the pieces, like, unfortunately, I wish we could say one day mission accomplished, but, you know, this is one of those kinds of organizations and memberships we're part of that we value and will continue on. Until, until it's, we hope that one day it's not necessary, but it's not going to be anytime soon, unfortunately. So you're uh, making sure that you encourage people to report the, the incidences of hate in which uh, may have been targeted toward them to uh, police or the attorney's office or maybe through the center to get them so uh, it can be attacked and put down then. 
Right. Yeah, we definitely provide a lot of resources to people ourselves, along with with the with the coalition, and we do encourage anyone who's who is facing discrimination or violence to first of all, obviously, go to the police if it's um, if it's your life has been compromised or endangered. Um, but if you need resources or help, um, we are together as a coalition there to assist you when necessary, and we'll do whatever we can. So, and that's just going back to check out our website and just reach out to us. But obviously, if anything's life threatening, that's Something definitely go to law enforcement first, and but we're here as a resource for tips and anything you might need for that. And at the uh, center on Colfax, you still do uh, HIV and STI tests down there. Are you seeing a, uh, a, a higher number showing up for that now, or because uh, you don't see it in the news as much, so people tend to think it's gone away. I don't think it is, but are you still seeing the, your testing numbers there? Are they constant, or have they just really Decrease. Well, because of the well, because of the pandemic, we haven't been able to offer those services. Uh, we partner with Denver Health to offer those services. Uh, yeah. So, unfortunately, we haven't been able to have anyone in the building to do so. Uh, I know Denver Health still provides those services if needed, uh, but you know, we unfortunately until we are we get the okay from city and county officials to open up um, freely again, it's, it's not going to we're not going to be able to offer that, but. You know, I, as far as I know, HIV infections have, uh, in in the past couple of years in Colorado, decreased by a little bit, but it's definitely not gone away. Uh, mm-hmm. HIV is definitely still something that happens, and people need to be cognizant of and, you know, practice a safe sex or, um, you know, use things like uh, available to them like PrEP. Denver itself has a great program when it comes to PrEP where pretty much anyone can go on it um, who, who wants to, which is definitely one of the best ways to um, ensure that you don't become infected with HIV. But we offer those services with testing and also uh, support group and counseling, which uh, most of the stuff has moved online as well. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the bottom line on that is you're still saying that people be smart about it because you don't hear as much about it. It doesn't mean it's it's totally taken care of and it's gone away. To be smart about it, um, they know what to do to protect themselves and to still do it. Exactly. The main thing here is, you know, um, to protect yourself and be educated about it and just make sure you come to, you know, look up services um, that can help you become a, you know, well-rounded in this in this area. And so that's what I, I always tell people. It's, it's something that's not going away and to, you know, look out for yourself. But there are ways uh-huh. to pr- protect yourself and others, and that's, I think, the most important thing out here. So it's definitely... Not what it was 20 years ago, that's for sure. But um, it's definitely until until there's a cure or a vaccine, it's it's not going to go anywhere. So we definitely need to be cognizant of that. Yeah, yeah. And a couple of other health-related items. You also would help, at least before the COVID showed up, and maybe virtually now, you're still able to help people uh, become enrolled in uh, Medicare, uh, giving enrollment assistance there, and maybe in your... uh, Certified health coverage guide that you have being uh, helping them connect with Connect for Health Colorado. Yeah, so we we have a partnership with them, and we have we uh, uh, we do have this program. So I think last year, from when open enrollment started until it closed in January, we assisted about 200 people to get them on coverage. Um, you know, insurance is a really tricky thing. It can be very confusing to people. Uh, I'm still, you know, I, I'm covered with my employer, but I still sometimes have a lot of questions. So this is a great service for people 
who um, need to pick coverage uh, under the Affordable Care Act and the market market exchange with uh, Colorado. So we helped 200 people from um, open enrollment in January. And then when COVID popped up and they reopened enrollment, uh, I think another 100 or so people uh, came to us for help. And so this is something that we're always uh, happy to provide with uh, as a resource to those who need it. Does the, the center have some type of community outreach or support during the COVID-19 thing? Because I could see maybe... Uh, 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 some of the uh, community saying, are they going to treat me if they find out uh, that I'm gay or not? Or if I have it, do I get support from it? Uh, uh, probably some recommendations that you have there or maybe some uh, support outreach via Zoom that you you are offering the community during the, uh, the this COVID-19 pandemic. Yeah, so we, as soon as... Um Colorado went into a uh, shelter-in-place order in March, and we closed down to the public. Uh, we immediately put up a COVID-19 resource page uh, on our social media for Facebook uh, where people can go uh, just to find out information. Uh, you know, we're learning just as much as you are or anyone else is about this, 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 this virus, uh, so we're trying to keep up to date as much as possible. Uh, the one thing we did, too, is we moved all of our programs virtually, and we serve, you know, about 50,000 people come through our doors a year. So yeah. that's a lot of folks who look forward to our services. And so we want virtual with everything. Our Stage of the Rockies program, which uh, deals with LGBTQ elders, uh, we want completely virtual with that, where it can be a support group for people um, in terms of our coffee meetings, our, our men's coffee groups, our women's coffee groups. Uh, for people to come and still be able to talk virtually. Um, we are using a virtual platform called GoToMeeting. And uh, so we didn't skip a beat with that as well. And that same thing goes, as I said earlier, with Rainbow Alley, with Discord and our trans services. So we're, we're definitely still offering the same services in just a different context. But the one yeah. thing I'm really proud of is our, our phone-a-friend program with Sage. You know, LGBTQ yeah. elders um, in our community are probably the most isolated uh, because a lot of them, you know, you know, were lived in a different time of when being LGBTQ wasn't accepted. So a lot of they don't talk to a lot of their family, or they have no family. You know, LGBTQ elders are more times than like like likely not to have children. So we have the program called Phone a Friend, where our stage volunteers and our program managers and directors, you know, will call uh, certain members of the community who are asking for it just to check up on them and make sure they're okay. And, you know, just make sure they feel like they're not alone. So that's one of the resources I'm most proud of to make sure we're encouraging people to, you know, reach out if they need to just talk to someone. I think that's one of the most important things because once you're in a shelter or place kind of situation, you're, you're cut off from the entire world. And so we just want to make sure that was one of the areas that we kept, we kept going with our virtual um, program. The observations and perspectives of Joe Foster, the Director of Development Communications for the Center on COFAX. I'm Adam Morgan. Do keep in touch, stay on your game, and many thanks to you for sharing a few moments of your weekend with us.